Before applying to a scholarship, definitely the financial aid and uh, the attractive feature in my resume were some of the uh, star important features of a scholarship that I was uh, trying so hard to get. But then after getting into this program and getting a scholarship from Google Women Techmakers Group, um, I found out that it almost gives you like a community of people. And for the very reason that all three of us are part of uh, such amazing communities, whether it is GDG, WTM or DSC itself, it's because, uh, you know, you grow and develop from the five people that are around you. That is why uh, someone who I look up to so much told me in the beginning days of when I joined college that it's very important to have five friends around you and you will be like the average of those five. Uh, and that is what WTM gives me. This scholarship gives me. It gives us like these amazing scholars that I've met through this program. They're from different parts of the world and we all connect and we share whatever we've learned in tech or even beyond together. And uh, it inspires me to set bigger goals for myself and achieve them. Another episode of DSC After Hours, where a bunch of cool, caffeine-addicted developers share their stories and experiences. We today have a very interesting topic for discussion, which is about scholarship and fellowship programs. And we hope that you will be able to take some valuable information back with you. I am Riti Gupta, an inner core member from DSC VIT. I am a backend developer and also do mobile app development. I am myself a Google Women Techmaker Scholar for the APAC region 2020. I am super excited to be here and share my experiences. Today, I have with me Rajita Nath and Aniket Kumar from DSC NSCC. Rajita, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you, Riddhi, and thank you to the entire team at DSC VIT for having us from DSC NSCC over here for your podcast. Um, it's very refreshing to see what the communities at DSC are coming up with and a podcast is definitely such an amazing idea. Uh, so with that, hello everyone, I am Rajrita Nath. I am a CSE third year undergrad at Netaji Shubhash Engineering College. I am the lead at DSC NSCC, the summer research intern at IIT Kharagpur. And like Riddhi, I'm also a Google Women Techmaker Scholar for the year 2020 from the APAC region. Apart from that, I work as the technical content moderator for Manning Publications and I absolutely love mathematics and hence my journey into machine learning. Thank you so much for having me here. That's great, Rajita. Now, Aniket, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, Riddhi. Thank you, the entire community of DSCBIT for having us here. Uh, so my name is Aniket Kumar and I'm a final year undergraduate currently working with a finance company called Stockage at a full stack, uh, as a full stack developer. I was also an Amazonist fellow for the season zero and open source contributor for the projects like React Native. Yeah, so that's pretty much about me. And thank you for having us here for the podcast. Right. That's totally great, Aniket. Now let's go and deep dive into the topic that we are here for discussing today 
which is more about scholarships and fellowship programs. Niket, would you like to tell what are your views and how important is scholarship for a student in his life? Uh, like frankly speaking, uh, like in my entire career till now, I have not got any scholarship. Uh, so as per as far I know, like scholarship is a stipend or a financial support uh, given to the students by the organization or a community to support their uh, candidature or their domain, uh, so that they can work uh, on a better to better way or to uh, also they provide perks like uh, uh, perks like. Uh, strips or uh, swags and all. So, is this justifies your question, Riddhi? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, according to a person who has never got a scholarship, it's totally about financial aid. But actually, it's more. Rajita, would you like to add on to that? Yeah, absolutely. So, along the lines of what Aniket said, uh, before applying to a scholarship, definitely the fin financial aid and uh, the attractive feature in my resume were some of the a star important features of a scholarship that I was uh, trying so hard to get. But then after getting into this program and getting a scholarship from Google Women Techmakers Group, um, I found out that it almost gives you like a community of people. And for the very reason that all three of us are part of uh, such amazing communities, whether it is GDG, WTM or DSC itself, it's because, uh, you know, you grow and develop from the five people that are around you. That is why uh, someone who I look up to so much told me in the beginning days of when I joined college that it's very important to have five friends around you and you will be like the average of those five. Uh, and that is what WTN gives me, this scholarship gives me. It gives us like these amazing scholars that I've met through this program. They're from different parts of the world and we all connect and we share whatever we've learned in tech or even beyond together. And uh, it inspires me to set bigger goals for myself and achieve them. And of course, I find amazing friends like Riddhi. Totally. I totally agree with you and can totally connect with that. Because after becoming a scholar, I got to connect with these cool, totally like-minded people. And we could share anything like we discussed on various topics and, you know, share about more programs and opportunities out there. So it builds a very cool circle that you can, you know, contact to and stay with them. And also, of course, it does add a brownie point to your resume. So yeah. Uh, also, we have Aniket over here who's a MLH fellow himself. And I think that uh, the perks for fellowships are almost similar to that of the scholarship, but it does have more to it. And I think it's regarding mentorship. Aniket, would you like to tell more about it? Yeah, so uh, like coming to the fellowship, like I have a question, like you guys get a uh, trip to Sitsang, uh, like Google headquarters or YouTube headquarters with your scholarship. Uh, is that right? Yeah, I was totally trying to avoid that. But yeah, we do get a, uh, get a trip to Google's office. And it was totally sad in our case because we never got that because of this pandemic. And uh, we had a virtual retreat, which was also totally great. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Like I cannot even imagine the fun we could have had in the actual retreat instead of the virtual one. But you know, like one fine gentleman decided to have a bat for a lunch one day and things went pretty downhill for us from there. But it's okay. Like a virtual retreat is still fine. Bittersweet is what I'm going to say here. 
Uh, okay, then right. coming to uh, my point, like uh, like Riddhi said, ask like fellowship is quite different. Like in a scholarship, you get a scholarship which is a one-time thing, and that's it. Uh, but in case of fellowship, uh, like in my case, in especially in case of military fellowship, uh, it was a three-month program in which main takeaway key takeaways are learnings, networking, and teamwork. Uh, and also you uh, like you got opportunity to contribute to most famous open source projects with the proper mentorship. So in our case, uh, in MLH fellowship does that they create a pot of 10 or 20, 12 peoples in which there were various groups in that. And all those students contribute groups contribute to various projects like uh, React, React Native, Relay or Redux or something like that. And uh, the there is one mentor in our case it was Jani Evacalio he was a pretty interesting person like so it's a great time with him and and we are also connected after the fellowship so so main key takeaways are the person the learnings and the never-ending experience right that's so cool a never-ending experience and you know you get so many people you can connect to and you know share same mentality and stuff that's too cool. Also, when I I was applying for these programs, I don't know, but I could never gather the uh, you know confidence to go and apply for it because I totally felt that there might be thousands of people out there much better than me, you know, having more good points in their resume or a better personality or something. And I always felt that I won't be able to get it. And still I applied for it. But yeah, it was a very big deal. I'm pretty sure you people might also had a similar experience. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And uh, in my initial few days in college for like at least around three, four months, there was so much imposter syndrome. I felt like I knew nothing and everybody in the room had more to contribute and um, they had the uh, enhanced knowledge than me. Uh, and how much ever I tried to build my resume, it's never going to be illustrious enough for any of these big, big deals that I had set for myself. Uh, but then later on, what I started realizing was, you know, engineering colleges specifically, they have two very distinct type of people. One is the Indian YouTubers we follow with our whole entire heart before any semester examinations. And I probably any day give away my BTEC degree to their courtesy. Um, so that is one kind of friends you'll find in an engineering college and the other are they'll always be talking in jargons and whatever they say, whether they are trying to explain it to you or not, it's never going to hit you. And uh, these were the people I got most intimidated of. Uh, but then later on, I started realizing that it must be pretty boring for them to just talk and not learn anything new. Uh, whereas for me, I went there with such a blank slate that everything that was coming across was kind of new to me. So I jotted down things, whether it is for these opportunities or anything in my tech journey. I jotted down those things. I came back home. I searched upon it and I started building slowly, slowly. And then later on, one thing added to the other. And I found the courage in myself and also uh, like the dedication and the belief that it's OK, even if I fail. But I should just at least instead of rejecting myself in the first go, let the opportunity go to the actual places. Right. And I can totally connect with it because even I had similar experiences. I, in my first year, was totally new to tech and, you know, I had no experience with related to any technology, product development or even teamwork and etc. how to collaborate. 
uh, but then I first got introduced to this world when I entered the SCVIT as a fresher. And I remember we used to have some night meetings every single night where people used to gather and discuss about stuff and etc. Uh, talking about those jargons etc., which really intimidated me. I remember myself walking into one of those night meetings and finding people staring at their screens like anything and wondering what do they have to see there and uh, feeling that why I don't have such a reason. But then, yeah, I slowly, slowly grew, uh, took back, learned from them itself, from them only. And yeah, now I slowly got the confidence to, you know, go and apply out there. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Uh, so like, uh, like talking about my experience, like uh, this reminds me a story when I was in my first year, like after I went to the college, uh, uh, there I saw a poster like a community called DSC organizing an Android workshop. Uh, so I filled up the Google form and then went for the event. And then after the event, I was I've seen that uh, seniors are uh, like mainly fourth year and third year. They were they all were. Uh, they all were uh, like uh, accessing the hardware and sensors and all. And I was pretty much uh, tensed, like after seeing like how much effort it takes uh, to be at their position and all. So, so after that, I noted down some keywords and tried to go home and then search it all about the things what I have seen there. So this was pretty frustrating for me. And then after that, I started uh, searching all those things and started learning the in the field of development. Like I was aware of coding during my school days and all. So this is how it goes in my case of imposter syndrome. Right. I I could imagine. I was also one of those freshers who would go and attend every single uh, workshop happening out there. <laughs> so yeah. Another thing that happened was, uh, you know, very important was I never knew about any of these scholarship programs, to be honest. And the biggest thing that helped me out there was uh, my contact with many seniors and the community out there and, you know, networking. So uh, many seniors, many of them even applied for these women techmaker scholarship program. And through them is what I got to know about this. And then I also applied. So... Uh, there are various sources of information, right? So how did you people get to know about it? Yeah, so as you said, like uh, the community played a huge part. I have been a part of GDG Kolkata, WTM Kolkata right from my first year or late was the first year of my college. And I have seen my seniors who have applied for these scholarships uh, from various organizations and they've cracked it up and uh, they've achieved so much in their lives. And I've looked up to these people. So it has always been on my checklist to not to get it. I mean, that that is on uh, the results that are going to come from these organizations, but like just to apply and um, get myself onto this path. So I've, the main source of uh, information that I've had, especially for opportunities like these are since I looked up to these people and I saw them achieve and it gave me the inspiration and motivation to go ahead as well. Right. So, Aniket, how was it in your case? Uh, like, uh, in my case, uh, there was my senior who messaged me. Like, I was scrolling my phone and I was just, uh, like, scrolling the social media and my senior messaged me about a Twitter post, which is by uh, Major League Hacking. So, he told me that, remember the Major League Hacking thing. 
uh, that we have done like we have organized a event called local hack day whose parent organization is majorly hacking so he told me that they have a fellowship program so why would you not apply to it so i've seen the form and then uh, like uh, after that uh, local hack day we literally forgot the uh, mlh thing because uh, like mlh is only sending us newsletter and filling our inbox that's it so like after that uh, i seen the form i and i was excited that i fulfill the criteria what they are looking for and i am on the criteria list so like i was so excited that i filled up the form on like 15 or 20 minutes of the form release and this is how it goes in case of my mlh fellowship experience yeah right right also uh, there's one more thing that i would like to add so uh, there's this platform called linkedin and i would really tell that it is a really helpful platform which will you know give you lots of information and to get to know many people getting things and uh, about from that you know that these programs do exist right yeah i totally agree like uh, there is one weird thing about linkedin like you get to know the program when uh, it is over like people are sharing their successes and you like you have a enough time like you have to you you can probably apply in the next year like if people have done like posted it before that this is the kind of program which is coming up so this is not happening on linkedin and you have to wait for another year to get selected yeah right, so right. yeah like uh, in my case like i don't have a linkedin on my phone because i have other social media to scroll rather than getting opening linkedin every time and getting getting serious so like yeah i, I completely agree that linkedin is a great platform and it pretty helped me it helped me in lot of ways like it helped me to grab my first in office internship through linkedin that is that is some helpful advice from aniket i am going to uninstall linkedin from my phone right after this podcast get over gets over um so yeah like don't get me wrong i am so happy when i see my connections um, get so many opportunities and uh, be successful in most of them but then somewhere down the line uh, i mean behind my thinking over there i feel like am i missing out on everything or am i like going less anywhere so there's this anxiety and almost like this uh, tense energy that comes up with linkedin but nevertheless it's like a necessary evil in some places for people in our domain at least because um, that is like one of the major sources of information that we get for all these opportunities uh, so i think yeah like uninstalling it from my phone will probably be the solution thank you aniket yeah but like i use it on my desktop so don't forget linkedin like use it on yeah, my yeah. Don't like worry, I will. Right. Yeah. So you know, this just adds to the fact that there's no one common source of information, and there are a lot many sources out there, and you would have to keep on looking every single place, and you know, you might find your best opportunity at some point of time. So also, uh, the next thing was that, uh, yeah. when i had to apply the first thing that you do is fill your application form and i do remember myself filling up that application form it was so humongous i got scared after seeing it for the first time and i think i almost delayed it by one month or so in fact let me tell you many people in fact missed this because it was so big and you know they weren't ready to fill it how was it in your case 
I mean, not just humongous. The application didn't ask me for the first round itself. They didn't just ask me, "Ki okay, Rajada, give me your Jitha profile links, your LinkedIn, your resume, everything." It almost asked me deep dark secrets from my 19 years of life in college, and it it it's like a whole experience of self reflection in a form, which is kind of difficult for me to do it in 15 minutes. So I had to like sit down. I had to organize my thoughts, and because it's like putting everything that you are out through that form. and uh, in such a way that it reflects all the sides of your personality and why this scholarship aligns with your thought process and what you are in life or what you would like to achieve from life so yeah i had this elaborate uh, google docs and then where it had all my information and what i what points i wanted to include in that answer and um, after like that elaborate one month process i probably submitted my form maybe 3 or 4 days um, prior to the last date Okay, so like, uh, like I first check the form size, and then after that, I decide that I'll put a re- reminder on my calendar. Uh, if it can be filled within a five minutes, then I will do it instantly. Otherwise, I will delay it and put a reminder on my calendar that I will do it on the this particular day on this time. I do oftenly, but in case of MLS fellowship, it was the case was different, and I I have seen the form and I filled it instantly, and, and it pretty went well and where it was to be. and so uh, like so i would suggest suggest ki uh, like you have to fill the you try to fill the form instantly rather than delaying it this is not a good advice what i does usually hey that's totally correct you know be don't delay anything otherwise you might end up missing it my like some people did i think also the form asked me to write resumes or make videos and i don't know why being the most lazy person that i am I escaped everything and ended up writing those two essays because I wasn't able to make the videos and wrote those 400 words essays but then again I tried to make sure that you know it was as nicely written as possible and you know it is as accurate as I would like to express myself so do you people make videos or end up writing essays and taking a shorter route like me so like i went through the video route um not sure like whether that was the best option or the other one but i felt that i could maybe portray myself a little better for the video but what happened i'll tell you is like i am the sort of a person who thrives in situations like which are spontaneous like say in this podcast or uh when i was in school i used to perform better in a debate when the motion was given on that exact day instead of like one week earlier so that's like my um my comfort zone you can say so for this video my tensed um, whole uh, tension came over me and i made an entire script and i tried to follow everything and that is so funny because i even included my introduction in a script and i it almost became like i was cramming who i am and that is kind of ridiculous when i think about it now um so i was trying um cramming that script and getting it done in one take with that video because again my video editing skills are not that smooth that um david dobrik is going to be impressed by me so yeah but then finally uh, it was getting afternoon and i i said okay bunk that i'm just going to turn the camera on for once and for all and i'm going to give it in one take and i don't know how that went but probably it did not go that bad because i did get a scholarship later so my approach was more towards spontaneity and with a video
<laughs> That's correct. I also think that making making a video was a better option, right, Anike? Yeah, like uh, like before the fellowship, it was optional thing. I I have never made a video, so saying that it is optional. So let's ignore that. So in case of fellowship, uh, like after the first shortlist mail and two interviews, like I've thought that uh, they sent me a mail like for a greater chances of selection uh, attached a video. So I think that I have made this much of effort. So so why not to put a video? So I decided I uh, like I close my room, turn off my fan, and uh, use my laptop camera so that no one person in front of me can hold a phone camera. So uh, so like I was literally sweating, and this can be seen on my video. Like uh, my face is shining with the sweat. So uh, and I, I I told myself, I explained myself, my introduction, what are my experiences to open source. Like I literally explained everything what they want, uh, what are my experience with community and learning and uh, team building and all. So and that pretty went well, and then they decided to get me selected. So so I dis I suggest like video making is a better way to approach an application because uh, uh, like adding a video adds cherry to the cake and yeah. So like uh, you can't explain everything on a single form or. A single essay or something like that. Video making is a crucial part if you want to get selected in these type of scholarships. Right, I can to I totally agree with that. And also one more thing that I think I did was, uh, you know, go search on Google Women Technical Scholarship, and you know, I think I read through every single blog I could find to you know know more about it or how should I frame my essays or you know make those videos or not and etc. But then I felt that uh, you know the most important thing was to reflect my true self and uh, not follow somebody else's uh, blog or you know experience because it should reflect yourself and you know as uh, Rajita and Aniket told correctly that video does do does that and uh, what do you think like did you people also go through the blogs or uh, follow your own route? My Google search history has an embarrassing amount of. Uh, those blogs and not just blogs. Every small answer in Quora is probably visited by me uh, during those two months of duration. And if I had um, done that amount of research for everything that I do, I would have been a way better developer than I already am. So that's there. And I also realized uh, slowly, slowly that there's no point in getting more information about how to write the answers because. Uh, like for example, when I talked about my seniors, so they were like a huge inspiration to me behind this, and I know their journeys because I've um, seen them in my community so much. Um, suppose they've they've authored a book, I cannot write that in my answers because I have not done that for the simple uh, fact of the reason. So it's more like taking an inspiration, and the only thing that I would uh, probably mention here is uh, there was some part of me which felt that maybe this should not go in my answers because this is not that important, or it does not get highlighted too well. Uh, so I thought that, but it's it's probably a bad option because as my interviewer also said later, um, include everything that you've done and deciding on I by everything I mean definitely highlight your best points. But don't belittle anything. Uh, the- uh, uh, collect all your exp- past experiences, your learnings, and then put into the form and or the video. Uh, and and the interviewer or the uh, thought the real you, the real learning. Or uh, don't try to be fake or uh, something like that, because you will be caught in either in the interview or or anywhere else. 
like because they can prospect in you they can uh, they can uh, travel you through the loop yeah so try to reveal yourself uh, rather than copying someone else's answers and all say like quora will not work here bro right right totally correct and also uh, another thing that comes next is about the interviews and interviews do play a major role i think when i was preparing for interviews i i think i went through every single uh, went to every single person i knew on earth every single senior and try to ask them about their uh, experiences and how do they think i should do and it was very funny actually how did you face the interviews so my take with the interviews was uh, for like all the rounds that were there before the interview because like the interview was the last round um, till the results came out so every other round it was like you know like 20% of this whole level has been completed it i didn't realize how serious it was and that i really had a chance of getting it so in those places i was playing it safe i was asking my mentors and talking to everybody as to how it's going and which are the points you think i should improve everything but when that final mail of the interview came and i saw that it was written over there that it's not going to be a technical interview and there's nothing new that's going to come up here it's just like uh, having like a casual conversation that you have with your friend over everything that you've written in your answers and i knew that there's nothing else that i could add like everything i've written it's there in those um, answers is just me being me and facing the situation now so like i don't know how much of relatable advice this is going to be i put on a playlist i jammed to that and i was just listening to songs which are going to uplift you um everybody has one of those playlists and i think i spent my last half an hour or so before the interview doing that and then finally the interview came. and it's nothing to be scared of uh, which is which is kind of like a nice thing because after say the dsc call like the final round for the dsc lead application or the wtm scholarship or any other place that i've uh, gone for an interview i've kind of realized that it's probably like the easiest round and all the difficult stuff has already happened and this is more like the last icing to the cake right totally aniket how was it for you uh like uh, before the talking about mls fellowship as this season is related to fellowships and scholarship uh, like before this uh, mls fellowship uh, like i have been to various interviews like whether it's for interview uh, internship or a, like uh, for a particular role in the community or something like that so so i was pretty confident and i got a, like after the first slot list mail i got that book a slot for an interview and i was so excited that i booked the slot on the same day i remember uh, and it was on 11 pm so uh, meet and then there, there was an english guy uh, so like basically and it was already mentioned that it, it will be a non technical interview so so like uh, he was busy asking about uh, what we, what uh, mainly the introduction what why would we select you uh, what are your expectation with us and mainly trivial questions like uh, uh, what are your experiences related to open source and uh, what are your learnings as before so basically mainly a generic talk which everyone does with in case of interview uh, i if it is a non tech cause every like as radhika mentioned like all the difficult rounds have already passed and interview is the most easiest round and i completely agree to that 
and also uh, this remembers me a story like after uh, like in between the mlh fellowship uh, i was applying to a, a particular role and like if i have a, if you have a backup option that you get more confident and i in that interview i literally went over and then i like the interviewer is not demanding and i am saying that which which i guess reveals my overconfidence in that and they uh, like saying that uh, they rejected me after that round so like overconfidence is not what you what you have to show like whether you have achieved or not yeah so in my case it went wrong so i would suggest don't be overconfident if, whether if you have a backup option right totally correct don't be overconfident and that's a very useful advice from anike also we have some few questions in our chats one of them is how do you handle pre interview stress a playlist and uh, a playlist that is what what i've done there's nothing else you can do before an interview so like trying to cram up information and um putting all of that and trying to portray that within that's just too much pressure and at least i i perform well under pressure definitely but not um added tension of uh, improving who i am you have already been a person for 19 years and you've done so much over there if somebody tells you that okay let's let's make a remodel in this uh, few one week or two it's not going to happen so um accept yourself for whoever you are and whatever you've done and probably that is the reason why you've gone up to this round so it's just to like calm your nerves and sit with it as if like you're talking to a friend as aniket mentioned yeah adding to it like do or some dry runs with your most comfortable person with you are so do some dry runs with them so that you get some confidence for the interview so this is a reason for myself right totally so uh, now moving on i think uh, when i was uh, doing my interviews uh when i was talking to the interviewer she was so nice and uh, sh- so so she was talking so nicely and um she was uh, you know wanted to know more about me and my resume and my uh, essays or my background so at that moment i just realized that all the projects or all the events that i have you know be or maybe organized volunteered for it all made sense at that point because i could talk about them there and you know i can i could express what all i have done for the community and for the people out there and etc so uh i felt at that point of time that you know projects really dot in my resume and it it totally depends and it differs for each person so uh, how was it for in your case okay so like uh, talking about like uh, resumes projects right is that right hello yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. how how was about your projects uh like uh talking about my resume like uh, be i'm not a more into problem solving under tested channel wisdom so i i have a developer profile uh, so i have created enough project which is uh, enough for the resume like kind of enough so i have done that and mentioned it like uh, which is good enough like with my learnings and all uh, rather than uh, like i would suggest don't do a instagram clone or following a youtube tutorial for 10 or 20 hours for that interview because every interviewer knows that you can 
like you can create everyone can be a developer after watching a 12 or 20 hours or following a youtube uh, udemy tutorial but that that's not gonna work there uh, try to uh, ga- gain some uh, choose a new technology try to gain experience on that and uh, create project over it and do what and also they can cross question you in every possible way so try to be uh, ready and prepared with that so in this uh, in my case it is it's gone like uh, like creating your own project is enough rather than uh, copying it or like i've seen many person uh, ask for a copied project like i will put in my resume tell me what is this what send me the code and all yeah absolutely so like my resume too i focused more on getting my core concepts clear very well so like even when i had applied for my summer research internship in various um, colleges and universities i made sure that that was reflecting it very well i had my projects based on that which um, which kind of portrayed my core concepts and it it showcased over there probably that is i guess how i got selected and learning is what you want to do uh, instead of hopping on it like a um, popular train that is going on in your college you should probably understand that why you love that subject and like for my reason it was because i loved mathematics and statistics so much i in fact had statistics for my um, class 11s and 12s when i was in school and that helped me a lot and so in the initial days i could see myself grasp those concepts in a very clear manner and i perfected my coding skills in it so that it's like an amalgamation so it's very important to understand um how what is the approach that you're using for uh, getting your resume prepared uh, so that it ideally reflects who you are and gets it done it's it's just important that you reflect your true self and you know you write what it's it's just important that you reflect your true self and you know you write what you actually are and what you actually have done and not something else also uh, don't be shy to put small work that you have done you know you might have done very mini projects and you might feel at that point of time that you know these those are not going to stand out or those are not going to be as important as anybody else but yeah that is totally important to add them yeah well, but importantly that is made from scratch Uh, not following something like uh, following some others concept or some others learning or right. try to do with yourself and then create a mini project can help in the interview also yeah. i remember i remember a story like uh, interviewers are generally nice but in uh, like i have heard a story like if interviewer are not nice then that company is not made for you because uh, literally i have heard a story of my friend that the interviewer literally bullied him was uh, like during the interviews i uh, going remote and literally he the person asked the result or each a hard copy result on the video call like bring the 10 marks or 12 marks or something like that yeah so they, i will not reveal the company name but yeah right right totally also we do have many questions in our chats and some of them are about what kind of scholarships or fellowships that you have come across the people want to know about some of them yeah so you'll be finding elaborate lists on the internet or all these opportunities that you have endless endless lists over there and uh, probably in like community places but what i would like to highlight here is what i felt the most 
was there are different scholarships like uh, say recently in our WTM scholars group we had the message forwarded of uh, DE Shaw SN scholarship so if you're like you have an interest towards finance and combining that with the technology that you're studying about uh, if you have your interest there you can go for that scholarship if you feel working on core concepts of say mathematics and machine learning and you know similar ones like that you could apply for research internships and work work under a professor in a reputed organization or an institution or if you feel um, like your journey in college or in university that deserves a mention and that deserves a pat in the back you could go for scholarships like the google women tech maker scholarship or um, the google venkat scholarship for people interested in research and uh, their journeys there so uh, what is very important and what i meant to highlight through this rant that i went through was Uh, it's it's important to see a opportunity which uh, resonates with what you are and that is probably the key factor which will help you grab those opportunities right totally correct also we do have a question from tanisha she is asking uh, which one is better for writing answers videos or essays so i think it totally depends i wrote an essay and aniketan rajita made videos it should just reflect your true self and yeah probably making a video is a bit uh, will add some points to you right yeah right like uh, if if you can put it uh, both like if there is a option to add both like resume and the, uh, sorry the video and the writing part then you attach both because that will definitely help you because interviewer will definitely get impressed with your application because visual effects always adds cherry to the cake right right uh so uh, also moving on when i was applying for these in or uh, when i got the scholarship i was totally over excited and you know happy that i got it and i felt that you know it is uh, the biggest thing that i have achieved but then again when i went forward and applied for even more uh, opportunities after that after getting the scholarship it was all the same i didn't get into many of them and you know it was always square zero for me yeah college has always been like a roller coaster ride so if it goes up like you getting an opportunity and then then again be a time when you're missing out on so much more like i remember especially in our college group we were so ecstatic when we got the scholarship and we felt that oh my god that was such a big deal but then later on there were a few other scholarships which came up and we replied there and um, at least from me i took it so lightly and i didn't focus much there thinking that i had got a scholarship with a way bigger stipend so this might be easy for me but it's again back to square one as riddhi said yeah like uh, like i've seen the person thinking that if they have uh, cracked the highest policy probably they could get into the smaller one but this is not the case always always cause uh, like organization or a competition is demanding something else from you in that cracking the higher one mean that you could get selected on the next one cause uh, so i would suggest go from scratch uh, like uh, look what they are looking for fill the forms play carefully create a video if if they are asking yeah don't be overconfident this is also kind of over overconfidence uh, seeing the lower stipend and seeing the lower uh, 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 lower opportunities like i have got into the higher one so i could pro- i i will definitely get selected in this one so this is a not 
how it works in the real world. Right, totally. So it's going to be a roller coaster ride. Again, um, coming back to the chats, I did find a question which is asking that, you know, being a female candidate, uh, you got scholarships and you were fortunate enough and had less competition. How would you feel if somebody commented that? That's always uh, going to be there. And like we had sessions on gender bias too from the Google team after we received a scholarship for the one year post uh, retreat that we had. Um, people are always going to be there uh, to bring you down or to say otherwise. And and it does not matter because uh, it does not matter solely because of the fact that end of the day, you'll be coming back to yourself and you'll be working on yourself. And it's fine because uh, because you know, empty vessels sound more probably because, because, uh, because, you know, empty vessels sound more probably because if you had to have an opinion, uh, which is hurting someone or putting down on someone, I don't think it's, uh, it's, it's okay to mention that. Uh, it's your perspective. Definitely go ahead with that. But, uh, to make that perspective into a fact, is uh, not something which resonates with my moral abilities. Right, right. Totally, I totally agree with it. And at the end of the day, it's uh, who you are and what you are uh, trying to do. And it's always going to be improving upon yourself and, you know, not focusing on those comments. So always it's going to be a roller coaster ride. And for all the people out there who feel that, you know, they are getting stuck or, uh, you know, the, the doors are not opening for them, or, uh, you know, uh, do have trust and one day you might get into something which is really cool. Don't limit yourself by anything or in fact, many people try to limit themselves by what they think they can do. And you can actually go far as far, as far as your mind lets you go. So on that positive note, let's bring this discussion to an end. And I hope that you were able to gain some valuable insights from this discussion. And uh, also, do follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn. If you have queries, do ping us. And we will be right back with another more interesting episodes of DSC After Hours. So have a great day. Goodbye.